0: Before I start the show, I want to talk about StarStock. The site has now launched in beta and you can deposit, purchase cards, view your collection and flip those cards in the marketplace with more being built. StarStock is building a sports card marketplace aimed to be faster and cheaper for flipping sports cards than any other platform. They're currently looking for people who want to submit their cards to sell on the platform. Here's what they're offering. A 5% commission, no ingestion fees, you send in your cards and they do all the work. The cards are guaranteed and secured in a vault, and you can choose to ship your cards back at any time. You can buy, flip, or store cards with a click of a button. If you're interested in getting involved as a seller, contact Mike at Mike at StarStock.com. StarStock is only looking for rookie cards and prospects of current players. For more details, contact Mike at StarStock.com, and let's get on with the show. listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. Over the last year or so, my focus on collecting has grown more and more into some vintage things. And as I've talked about before with vintage, it's the character of the cards is more important to me than them being pristine and in mint condition. And so when I'm building my vintage top sets, I don't mind if the corners are rounded or it has a little crease. It just kind of helps me imagine who might have had that card. And it kind of helps build a story of, what kid might have been trading that card when they got it brand new out of a pack? And When it comes to character in cards, there may not be any cards that will have more character than the Hostess cards that were produced in the 1970s. You can't find one of those that's in mint condition. and If you do, it's super expensive, but every one of them seems that it has some kind of grease stain. It was cut out of the original cardboard dotted lines by a five-year-old or a six-year-old and so it's all jagged and people got creative with how they cut them out. These Hostess cards are full of character and they're becoming one of my favorite vintage sets to go after and so I thought I'd spend a few minutes today talking a little bit about the first Hostess set in 1975. But before I do that, I want to give a shout out to Underdog Collectibles. They're not going back quite to 1975, but this week on their normal Tuesday break, they're going to be doing an iconic 90s release as well as the usual Tuesday night slate of baseball and basketball releases. They're a shop that is by collectors for collectors, and you can find them at udogcollect.com. You can join their Facebook group, The Underdogs. Well, I had a handful of these Hostess cards throughout, I don't know, the the first the last several years as I was buying collections. More and more of them would have some random cards, and I started to get a few of these Hostess cards in there. But the bulk of my Hostess collection started in early 2019 when I loaded up a medium flat rate box of Cubs cards and sent it up to Madison, Wisconsin to do a trade with Bo Thompson, the man behind the One Million Cubs project. I sent him those Cubs, and in return, he was going to be sending me a whole package of various oddball issues from the 70s through the 90s. These Hostess cards were one of the first things that I pulled out of there when I saw them, Uh, and so that got me started. That got me a big bulk lot of these Hostess cards to start building my collection a little more seriously, I'd say. Now, Hostess created cards as a promotional item for their snacks, Twinkies and and Ding Dongs and what have you, in a five-year run through the 70s that ranged from 75 to 79. The 75 set started things off and really kind of got some excitement for kids who jumped at the opportunity to get both dessert and cards at the same time. Yeah, I know, right, Tops had gum all along the way, but that's not quite the same as getting a Twinkie with your cards. The cards came in either a three-card panel on the back of some of the snack packages or as an individual card that served as the backing for a single Twinkie package. And since the latter, the, the ones with the Twinkies, were in constant contact with the food, they're often found with some of that character I was talking about, 40-year-old Twinkie Grease. It's it's hard to imagine the type of character that 40-year-old Twinkie Grease can deliver on a card. Well, the Twinkie single set... They contain 60 cards, number 1 through 36, and then a variety of numbers up to 150. And I think this creates some confusion for collectors who seem to never be able to find some of those cards when when they are released, especially if if they were only Twinkie eaters. The base set has... uh, up to 150 cards. And those were all found on the three card panels. And so that's a pretty good challenge to build a set. When you think about a three card panel, 150 cards, you'd have to have at least 50 different panels to, to put that together. One of the, the ways that adds the character that I mentioned before is that the cards were outlined with a dotted line. Like, And as any elementary school child knows, dotted lines mean you get out the scissors. And so it's still you can still find some of the panels intact today, but many of the cards that you'll find are singles that were cut out of the panel. That can also help create some confusion between the "quote unquote" base set that came in the three card panels and the Twinkie set, which was what I guess you would call the parallel set. Well, there's one thing that you can look at to help tell the difference between the three-card panel cards of the base set and the parallel cards, and that is that the Twinkie set, in addition to the grease stain, has a black line kind of in the center of the card. Maybe I guess you could say it's more of a, a black box at the top of and the, the bottom of the card, um, when you're looking at it um, horizontally on the back, but there is an, a, a telltale black box at the top and the bottom, and that's one of the ways that you can tell that it it is one of the Twinkie cards. Now, there's a bunch of stars in this set, which is, is one of the things that I think makes it really cool. You can get a, a nice vintage star on a vintage card without breaking the bank. And so there's a bunch of stars in this set like Nolan Ryan, Johnny Bench, Hank Aaron, Pete Rose, Mike Schmidt. They all have cards, and they even managed to sneak in one of the two biggest rookies from 75. Sorry, Big Shep, not George Brett, but Robin Yount is card number 80 and gives fans uh, a second rookie card from 1975 to add to their collection. Brett wouldn't make his appearance until the following year in 1976. And so when it comes to vintage oddballs, this set takes the cake. Bada boom. The complete 150 card sets have been uh, running around 150 to 175 on eBay, you know, when they're all kind of cut out and kind of a mismatch. But uh, occasionally you can find ones that are in really good condition that run a bit more. Uh, I saw one um, a little while ago that completed at around $350. They're also hard to find in good condition, no no matter what. You can sometimes find full panel sets. Those are a little bit more as well, but they are out there and they are available. In my mind, that combination of grease and self-cut edges really give these oddball cards some character. And so I continue to keep my eye out for them as I'm digging through show boxes and collections and working out trades. It's one of the first sets that I ask if they have, especially if they say they've got a lot of oddball type things. And so it's continuing to be one of my favorite sets. All of the Hostess run from 75 to 79 are some of the cards that I'm really starting to go after. But I'd love to hear what you think. Do you have any of these Hostess cards? Did you collect any of these Hostess cards? Some people kind of put Hostess versus Kellogg's on, um, on a stage next to each other. And some prefer Kellogg's 3D type cards over these Hostess cards. But they both came out in the 70s and are both pretty cool oddball food issue cards. And so I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on these. Reach out on Twitter at Summer, send me an email, waxpackhero at gmail.com, or just leave a comment below in the comment section. Either way, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this set. That's all I've got for you today. It's a fairly short show. Just wanted to kind of do a quick recap of these Hostess cards. They've been on my mind recently, and so I thought I would talk a little bit about them It'd be another great thing for you to talk about on the hobby hotline. If you call into our Saturday call-in show where we talk to collectors about whatever is on your mind, check it out at the hobby hotline, or I guess it's actually at hobby hotline on Twitter. If you enjoy the show, I'd also appreciate it if you left a review and a rating at your podcast app of choice. And thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.